1: Bob McLean got us
0: rocking in a rolling rocking in a real about my clean
1: Hello,
2: fellow patriots and liberty lovers everywhere. Great to have you along in a breezy but uh, really nice Thursday afternoon here in the upstate of South Carolina. Hour number two of the Bobby Mack Show getting underway. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Uh, Just call using the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, which is 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307 and my email address, Bob, at 1063WORD.com. This is the day and time where, uh, on a weekly basis, I'm joined by Drew McKissick. He is the chairman of the South Carolina Republican Party. Drew, welcome. Uh, I appreciate your taking time this week because I know you you have had uh, other considerations to deal with.
3: Well, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy
2: week, but good to be with you. You too. Um, I I saw today, uh, Drew, as I was beginning the program in the last hour, Fox uh, had a a scroll on the bottom of the screen that uh, Joe Biden was uh, going to be starting in-person canvassing in swing states this week. And I thought, (laughs) yeah, this, this is a great time. To think of uh, doing yeah, something. days out, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's
2: right. <laughs> I mean, what in the you're world? In the <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's, it's stunning to me. Well, yeah, it's hard to do in-person canvassing uh, when you're in the basement of your home in Delaware, right?
3: <laughs> Jeez. Slightly, slightly. I know I've, we've heard tales and seen stories from the New York Times to Politico and other places with complaints coming out of uh, Leading Democrats in many uh, of what you call battleground states, uh, Michigan, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nevada come to mind where Mm -hmm. they've been highly concerned about the Biden campaign having no ground game. There's no door to door uh, and so forth with traditional, you know, uh, what you call grassroots, uh, you know, voter touch activity. Uh, it's all been virtual. It's all been phones and so forth. And of course she's not done, you know, any in-person events. Right. Uh, and you know, that, that's got them a little, little nervous. And you know, we've got a ground, actually the biggest ground game we have ever had in Republican party history on our side. Under the RNC is knocking about 1 million doors a week at battleground states. Uh, we're knocking doors here in South Carolina, have been since the first week of July. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, we're ready.
2: Yeah. So once again, uh, the Biden team finds themselves down about forty-five, nothing at halftime, <laughs> no. and, and and try to. And what's amazing in conjunction with that, to me, Drew, is people like uh, Silver at uh, five thirty-eight or whatever his website is. All these other pundits, yeah. the ones that were. Yeah hundred and eighty degrees wrong in 2016 are right back at the same stand now oh Biden's ahead by 15 <laughs> points he's ahead by 20 points you know uh, I, I guess what are, are they are they setting up uh, their their backers uh, for uh, a, a, another well, uh, a night of crying on uh, BSNBC and
3: CNN <laughs> Well, it's like the, the, the skip on the record, you know? I mean, it's yeah. force of habit with them. I mean, they have certain, you know, uh, uh, predispositions in, in, in terms of how they think and how they, you know, view the country and how they think voters think, uh, how they think they should sample voters and so forth, and it leads them to the same place every time. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, we know what we've seen in the past. Uh, we know definitely what we saw in the sixteen cycle, uh, and um, when it comes to uh, – what you might call uh, silent Trump voters, uh, hidden Trump voters, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call them. Right. Uh, And, you know, they virtually almost to a pollster were wrong. Yeah. Um, So, look, I mean, our job is just to identify our vote and turn them out. If we do that, especially here in South Carolina, we know we'll be fine on Election Day. We've just got to do our job.
2: Right. It's uh, it's fascinating. You know, it's it's like uh, the eminent philosopher Santayana said, and everybody knows the quote. They don't necessarily know who originally said it. Uh, but, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting yeah. a different result is a definition of insanity. Yeah. And there are many yeah, exactly. of us who have already believed the Democrats were insane to begin with.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and, and as I pointed out, they don't have a ground game. What they do have is money. And they're spending, you know, if you're watching TV in South Carolina, you know they're they're raising money. They're spending it. Jamie Harrison's spending it hand over fist. Right. Uh, I think the only people who are going to make out like bandits in this election are people who own TV stations or, or, you know, but, uh, but, you know, with no ground game, uh, you know, we are going to test the theory of, You know, where are or where is the point of diminishing returns when it comes to money spent on TV versus actually talking to and touching voters to get them to turn out on election day? And and we are going to answer that question here in South Carolina in November.
2: And it is kind of an old school argument. But listen, uh, the reason this kind of uh, person to person knocking on doors, wearing out shoe leather is still around mm-hmm. in 21st century American politics is yep. because historically it works.
3: it works. It works. Period. End of story. Exactly. I mean, we're a little more high tech in how we do it now. Uh, for people who are interested in helping with this type of thing, we have, uh, we have apps uh, you know, that download right onto your smartphone. Uh, we download a walk walkbook with targeted households for you to hit right yeah. on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. You sign up, and it tells you where to walk, which doors to knock on. The script comes right up on your phone, and you punch in the responses, and then you move on to the next door and leave right. the literature with them.
2: Yeah. So it's, uh, so we it's have not, hit
3: hundreds of thousands of doors.
2: Yeah, and it's not just uh, the old school, you know, hey, I'm here to campaign on behalf of Donald Trump or, or whoever it may be. Uh, it, it is supported uh, by all these high-tech tools that go along with That's it. Right.
3: Yep. It all goes into a database on the back end that all of our candidates have access to, and then it updates who they mail or who they call and so forth. Uh, and it's an incredibly easy system to plug into. And if you don't want to knock doors, you can make phone calls. The same system applies. Sure. You have it on your phone, the script comes up and so forth. Anybody who's interested in being a part of that, you can go to scgop.com slash volunteer right now. We'd love to have you. Uh,
2: during uh, the conversation we had last week, uh, Drew, r- shortly after that, I had people call and, and text me and say, Where can I get a Trump yard sign? or uh, How how can yeah. I volunteer? And, and you just mentioned the volunteer yep. part. How about yep. getting signs?
3: Yes, you can go to slash Trump signs.
2: Okay. That's simple <laughs> enough. I think even, even I can right remember there, that. Fill
3: in your name. That's right. Fill in your name and, uh, and your cell phone number, email address, and you can also volunteer from that page as well.
2: Interesting in the uh, debate. Uh, the other night, the first presidential debate, uh, Donald Trump uh, versus Joe Biden and Chris Wallace, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two against one.
3: Some of the if some of the reactions. Chris Wallace didn't tag. You know, I yeah, think already a, supposed to tag. He didn't yeah, tag.
2: I thought in a tag team match, you were supposed to at least uh, touch skin with the uh, the other guy. But uh, uh, the reaction to it. A very predictable, you know, in the lamestream media, which is they're they're no longer sure. journalists. They're nothing but propagandists for the DNC. You know, if Biden could stay vertical for 98 minutes, uh, which he succeeded in doing, yep. then it, it, you know, according to the media. <laughs> yeah. According to the media, it was the most successful yep. debate performance in presidential history. and And yet you look around, you know, now here we are 24 hours plus later. Uh, Telemundo, mm. the Spanish speaking TV network.
3: Yes, they yes. did. A,
2: they did a poll. Spanish speaking yep. voters of Telemundo uh, were asked their preference of who won. Uh, it yep. was this was done real time. Who won tonight's presidential debate? The answer: sixty six percent Trump, thirty four percent Biden. Two to one. Yep. Two to yep. one.
3: And it's 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 indicative of uh, you know Biden has uh, he's got a problem in the minority communities, the Hispanic community, and also in the Black American community, uh, not doing nearly as well as uh, as Hillary did. Uh, but yeah, they're very very worried about how uh, Trump is doing among uh, Hispanic uh, voters, from Florida all the way to out to Nevada. Yeah, but another big thing about that debate was was the issues though, that were laid bare. First and foremost was the question that Biden refused to answer Yeah, when it came to whether or not he would go along with a scheme to get rid of the legislative filibuster in the Senate and then allow them to pass a law to pack the court with more liberal justices. Right. And he refused to answer the question, and he said, I don't want to answer the question because then that'll become the issue. Well, well no joke. That's why we ask you these kind of questions in debate so people can know, okay, I'm going to judge a candidate
2: based on the issues. <laughs> I, I kind of thought that issues were important, but I might be wrong. <laughs> Holy cow. And and the business with uh, Chris Wallace revisiting uh, Charlottesville. Uh, in fact, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, got a, I got a text message uh, here. Uh, let me uh, quickly share this with you. Uh, bup, bup, bup. Where is this? Yeah, here it is. Uh, Bobby, today on Wimbaw Show, Rush played a soundbite from 2016 in which Chris Wallace asked Donald Trump, do you denounce the KKK and white supremacy? Uh, Donald Trump exclaimed, yes, I do. This is the 18th time I've been asked that question. <laughs> well,
3: so Wallace asked uh, ask again, So it's not 19 times. Then, right? Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Uh, you know, is is Chris Wallace's memory so so failing? Is he like dementia, Joe? He can't remember what happened four years ago. Uh, the attorneys uh, in a court, Drew would would respond, uh, "Your Honor, asked and answered."
3: Yeah, that's right. My client already answered that question several you times. You bet. Yeah. Well, in, in in Joe Biden's uh, you know, case, uh, he also had uh, a candidate who actually said, I have the words written down here, he said, Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Now, uh-huh. you know, it's just me, but ideas don't burn down buildings and, you know, loot <laughs> personal property, right? I mean, people do that. The last time I checked, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. <sighs> oh, and the Green New Deal will pay for itself. That was another Joe Biden jewel from the other night. So oh. I just, you know. Several trillion dollars, this thing's gonna pay for itself. Not gonna be a burden to taxpayers at all. But right. yeah, that's but by Biden. the way, oh you and, know, and, if you're know, involved plus, in definitely any, raise your taxes.
2: Yeah, and if you're involved in any kind of fossil fuel industry, kiss your job right. goodbye. Yeah.
3: Hang it up. Hang now, it up. That's it's right. that's it's right.
2: ridiculous. And and I guess we shouldn't <laughs> be surprised, uh, considering nope. uh, the uh, the political leanings of, uh, of uh, Chris Wallace, who has turned himself into nothing but a 21st century Dan Rather.
3: It's eh, seeming that way. But look, we know what the stakes are this November. Yep. Uh, you know They are what they are. We've heard. We know what the other side is. Occasionally their mask slips, and they let us you know, actually know in their own words. But usually they don't, but fine. We know what the stakes are. We know what we have to do. And right. That's work. That's volunteer. That's reach out to our you know, other folks who think like we do and get them to the polls on Election Day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something uh, good uh, going on here that I, I just saw in the uh, email too. Uh, the uh, the local uh, Greenville County GOP uh, Nate and uh, his group uh, mm-hmm. doing an, mm-hmm. an event to honor uh, Sheriff Hobart Lewis. Uh, that's yeah. uh, going to be coming yeah. up, uh, which is is nice. Uh, that's that's good to see because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hobart is uh, is doing a good job and and in kind of a tough that, spot yeah. because of course he had the the. Uh, the uh, extra regular election, the replacement election, and he won that. Now he has to turn Correct. around and run again. But but apparently the, yep. uh, this one is going to be a, a a substantially easier run. So it, it's good that uh, mm-hmm. they are uh, doing a thing to, uh, to be a, I guess kind of a, yep. a fundraiser yep. and, uh, and and assist some of the other local candidates. Uh, Stan uh, Sulevakis. Uh, State Representative Adam Morgan and uh, Patrick Haddon, who was on the show yesterday. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are these are good things going on locally as well.
3: Well, as I point out, if you're able to get involved and volunteer, the type of voter turnout that I was referencing earlier benefits all of our Republican candidates from Donald Trump all the way down to your county and city council members and so forth. Anybody local that may be on the ballot. The number one job we have is turn out our fellow Republican voters, period.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We we turn out more people than they do, and uh, I believe yep. we win.
3: There you go. That's math. <laughs> I
2: think, think that's the way it works. They don't teach that high
3: school anymore, I know.
2: But. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. The Common Core stuff I can't keep up with. Drew McKissick, he's the chairman of the South Carolina GOP. Drew, thanks for your time as always, buddy, and uh, we'll see you next week.
3: Yes, sir. Yeah.
2: Good good to have you here. 420 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here. Right back with more as we cruise on here on Thursday on
1: WORD.
2: Welcome back, 425 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Gorgeous Thursday afternoon here in the upstate as we go back to the phones. uh, Let's stay right here in my stomping grounds of Taylor's and welcome in Joe to the program. Hi, Joe. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine,
1: Bobby Mack. How are you?
2: Yes, sir. I am. uh, I'm doing fine as well. So far, so good.
1: Uh, Does Tim uh, Scott need hearing aids? (laughs) Makes
4: you wonder. I can't believe the man questions Trump's position on
1: the white racist group that operates in this country.
2: How how many times Uh, does he have to answer the same question?
1: Oh, probably about 144 to get through to
3: some people.
2: You know, uh, that... uh, that rankled me too, uh, Joe, when I saw what happened was uh, when uh, the president made the comment about uh, the Proud Boys and said, uh, you know, stand back and, uh, and stand by, uh, Tim Scott said, well, that, that comment uh, needed uh, more explanation. Uh, but when Senator Scott says something that appears to question uh, the president's stance on the issue of white supremacy, all he has to do is is check the record and and I can't escape the feeling that when he does something like that, that Senator Scott is just playing to the leftist
1: media. Uh, apparently so, it just kind of frosted me that it happened. Uh, Trump stands where he stands,
4: and he's not changing. And
2: and, and there's
1: been there's been
2: no uh, middle ground, no mealy mouth. Uh, double talk uh, like uh, Biden and the Democrats are famous for. The president has explicitly said on numerous occasions, as he did uh, after Charlottesville, that he denounces white supremacy groups, the KKK, and, and all of that stuff. But of course, you know, the, the media wanting to continue to attack bad orange man won't take yes for an answer. Now
1: that that's... Uh- you know, it's, it's really pathetic. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of non-thinking entities on feet. Yeah. And uh, it complicates matters. It yeah, it does.
2: It. it certainly does. You know, Ted Cruz uh, was interviewed last night on CNN, and he just took uh, Chris Cuomo to the woodshed. And I'm going <laughs> to paraphrase what Cruz said. Uh, it, it, this isn't exact, but it's close enough. He said, you know, there was a time when CNN actually used to do real journalism. But Donald Trump uh, has just blown you guys up. Uh, Your heads have all exploded. And and now you are nothing but a 24-7 anti-Trump propaganda arm. And uh, Senator Cruz couldn't be more correct.
1: That is exactly right. Well, listen, Bobby, thanks for taking my call. You have a great day. And do vote
2: Trump. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the call very much. Good to have you here. One other note on uh, Tim Scott. A Connecticut-based sports reporter was fired yesterday after referring to Senator Scott as "quote an Uncle Tom," in a now deleted tweet. The Hill dot com tweeted a link to a story about Scott saying he thought President Trump misspoke when he said "stand back and stand by." Uh, in reference to the Proud Boys, uh, but called on him to correct his statement if that were really the case. Uh, Now, former News 12 Connecticut sports reporter Fred Gertini responded by writing, thanks, Uncle Tom, on Twitter, and swiftly lost his job as a result. After reviewing the incident, uh, quote, the network released Sports reporter Fred Gertini, as a result of a racially insensitive comment, News 12 Networks has a zero-tolerance policy for racism or improper conduct based on race and prides itself on being an objective and unbiased multi-platform news company. When asked if he had had apologized, the sportscaster later tweeted that he wrote an email to Senator Scott. Uh, while he's busy polishing up his resume, I guess, while he looks for a new gig, sounds like uh, he'd be right at home at ESPN. Who knows? 4:30 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Annie is ready to update the news. I'm right back
1: on the other side here on Thursday on W O R D.
2: Yeah, one way or the other, I think uh, Joe Biden is going to be very disappointed on uh, November 3rd. 4.37, especially since all the pollsters tell him he's going to win, all the Vegas oddmakers say, oh, yeah, it's a sure thing. 23 before 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show Uh, on the text line. Bobby, did you hear Dan Bongino's analysis of the debate? He said Trump was brilliant in surgically detaching Biden from the left. Yeah, Bongino said uh, Trump uh, went after his base with single-minded ferocity while forcing Biden to disavow his base. There's something else about this as well that is overlooked. Uh, Biden, you know, poses behind this mask as Mr. Nice Everyman. and, uh, And President Trump got under his skin and was able to expose Biden as the nasty jerk, that he really is, calling the president a clown twice, saying, you know, will you shut up, man, to the president of the United States? Look, uh, the world is a really unstable place right now, and to a lot of people, very uh, very scary. And and I think voters viscerally understand that Trump is the guy who is going to be their champion. He'll fight to defend him. And Biden, you know, when he's equipped with the a teleprompter and, uh, the best drugs available and, uh, an earpiece, uh, we'll say, uh, come on, man, let me uh, tell you about, uh, trying to, uh, take out corn pop with a chain. What? To the phones we go. Uh, thanks for patiently waiting. Robert is next up. He is in Spartanburg and also wants to comment on the debate. Hi, Robert, and welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, So what I was going to say was, you know, Biden, Kamala, the whole Democratic Party are a bunch of idiots because you cannot be a white supremacist and be a God-fearing man. True. They they need to be, they want to call this woke society. Right. right? Well, they need to wake up. They need to wake the hell up because if you're a God-fearing man, then you are smart enough to know that white people were not God's chosen people, the Jews <laughs> were. We are the Gentiles, and that goes for every race, nationality, that is not Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, when, so when they start, they should read back and look on their cells when they start making these accusations, especially when he's done it I don't know how many times. They don't need to be called the Democrats. They need to be called the Dumbocrats
4: because
1: that's <laughs> what they are.
2: Well, they have an agenda and they're trying their best to sell it. Uh, and I guess, you know, if you're not paying attention, that was maybe one of the criticisms of, of President Trump in the debate the other night that he kind of uh, touched high watermarks of some of these issues, like Hunter Biden and all the rest. But if you haven't been following closely and, and know what's going on, uh, then I guess uh, they they feel like that they are scoring points. But I don't see it.
1: I, you know, I don't either. And I've got I've got one other point to make, Bobby, and I'm going to let you go. I'm a traditional conservative, married to a woman. I'm a uh, diehard Republican. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm considered dumb, stupid, ignorant, deplorable, whatever they want to call me. Right. But the group group that's calling me this, all right, believes in same-sex marriage Mm -hmm. where somebody in that relationship is a woman or a man impersonating a man or a woman. (laughs) And I'm screwed up.
4: I'm screwed up.
2: Yeah, I know. Ex- explain, I mean, explain it, it, to me how this works. So explain to me uh, how you can spend a hundred trillion dollars to tear down all the homes in America and all the businesses and rebuild them uh, to conform to the uh, Green New Deal, and that's going to pay for
1: itself? Well, they're they're idiots, Bob. Yeah, they it are does idiots. Work. It does it, it it will not work. If you cannot even give me a price tag for it they're not damn sure know I don't want it
2: right and and you know, um, and so, you know they're they're just what when it, it doesn't seem to matter uh, Robert you name an issue and Biden and the Democrats are on the wrong side of it every time
1: every every single time it's yeah. like you know I watch when I watched that debate the other night and you know Chris Wallace just he needs to be fired.
2: Yeah, I mean he, be. He,
1: last the last thing we need is one more person against our president. Mm-hmm. He's already fighting all them idiots alone anyways. Right. So why 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 not in the next debate we put fact checkers, moderators in there that'll actually when Biden spits one of them lies out that they'll just flat out sit there and say, that's been debunked, Mr. Biden, that's a lie. How about how about won't. this?
2: How about this? How about we don't have a moderator, we have uh, telephone operators, and they take calls from voters who ask questions?
1: Hey, I'm any way possible, Bobby. I'm for it. Yeah. Any way possible. But, but what happened the other night was basically almost treason on our president.
2: Yeah, it, it uh, really it was. was. And, and it was unsurprising to me because, you know, I, those of us have been paying attention know who Chris Wallace really is, and and he lived up to his advanced billing. Oh,
1: he, yeah, he lived up to it. He really did.
2: It's sad. It's sad. Thanks for the call, really Robert. Is. I appreciate it. Good to have you here, sir. 17 before 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, let me see if I can – oh, uh, I mentioned the text line. I did receive earlier – a, a text message from my pal, uh, Creepy Uncle Joe, the hair sniffer. Uh, and I always recognize the text messages from Joe uh, because they all begin the same way. Billy, that's what he calls me. Billy, guess where I am? I'm riding on a train, man. It doesn't have a basement, but I'm having a blast. No lie. Jill said if I take my meds, uh, my meds and not sniff, uh, sniff anyone's hair, she'll ask... Mr. Conductor, if I can toot the whistle, wow, I'm jazzed, no kidding, but I digest. I got to say, I won the other night. Uh, What I won, I'm not exactly sure, just a lot of yelling about President What's-His-Name and my friend Mike Wallace. All I did was say what the thing in my ear told me to and came out uh, victorious, just like Colonel Custer when he stormed the deserts of Iwo Jima to win the Spanish-American War. Oh, got to go. Mr. Conductor just said I can toot the whistle. Remember to get out there on February 31st and support Tamala for VP because those ballots ain't going to harvest themselves. All aboard, toot toot. That was me, man, not the train. Signed, Senator Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe. Oh, always a pleasure to hear from Can you imagine with this guy with the in the White House with his finger on the nuclear trigger? Quarter before five here on the Bobby Mac
1: Show, be right back. Welcome back. Closing
2: minutes of uh, hour number two, of the Bobby Mac show here on the penultimate workday of the week, the Thursday edition. As we go back to the phones, uh, let's head to easily next and uh, bring in Chad here on the Bobby Mac show. Hi, Chad. Welcome to the program. Hey, Bobby. How you
4: doing, buddy? Good. Thank you, sir. Hey, let's just want to start out with this. I'm a huge Trump supporter. I'm going to vote for him. I voted for him the first time. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I got to say. I really think Biden did kind of come out on top Tuesday, and I'll tell you why. The Biden camp had one goal in mind. Joe, don't go out there and be gaff, Joe, like you are. Right. Because the president would not shut up for five seconds, <laughs> he would not let Biden do what Biden would have done best and make a fool of himself. And because of that, I believe the Biden camp and his supporters proved, quote unquote, see, It's not what they say. He can be, you know, he can make sense. He can be presidential. And because Trump would not be quiet, he kept letting me get out of the noose, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I I agree with you. I had that criticism as well immediately after uh, the debate. Um, I agree with you to this extent, Chad. I think if the president had not interrupted Biden as much as he did— it would have allowed Biden to derail himself because we all knew that was coming at some point. Uh, And fortunately, he was saved from that in a couple of instances by Chris Wallace and in a couple of instances uh, by President Trump. But I think the reason he did that was number one, he wanted to get under Biden's skin so that he would be revealed as this angry, nasty old guy, you know, calling the president a clown and telling him to shut up and all of this stuff. And the president, conversely, uh, gave the people who like them the red meat that they were looking for. And so I think from that standpoint, even people who may dislike his style uh, will still vote for him. But Biden, you know, disavowing uh, the Green New Deal, saying there's no manifesto, uh, refusing to say what he'd do about packing the Supreme Court. I think he left his base uh, with a real sour taste in their mouths, feeling that, you know, this guy was just using them to get the nomination.
4: Yeah, absolutely agree. Last point. How many times does Trump have to answer the disavow white supremacy question? Boy, you hey, got me. I know me. he's done it in the past. But here's, here's why. Here's how many times. Until he can answer it without hesitation and without acting like he has to think about it, I know he doesn't support that. Right. God, how how fast would it take you to answer that question? One well, second.
2: And, I don't and, have and, to hit him. I hear what you're saying. And and in fairness, uh, he did that following Charlottesville. He was as direct and upfront as he could be, yes. naming names. Agreed. You know? Uh, yeah, but, of course, Bobby. you know, as I said earlier, the media on this question, which they intend to hang around his neck, uh, they, they won't take yes for an answer. Yep, correct. I appreciate you, man. Good deal. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate the call. Good points. Uh, in on the text line, Bobby, if so, so if the Green New Deal is to tear down one or two million homes and buildings and rebuild them to make them energy efficient, Then what's the big deal about a fire with 100 homes burning in California? By the way, how big of a landfill are we going to need? What about all the toxic materials from the torn down buildings? Hey, Bobby, maybe we could get Joe Wilson to do the fact checking. He's not afraid to say you lie to Democrats. Yeah, including to a Democrat president. Uh, Bobby, there's no longer any respect in this nation uh, or the world, for that matter. President Trump has had to stand the most heinous kind of treatment, and I applaud him for uh, uh, being uh, straightforward and, and telling it like it is. Not many Christians I know stand. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the other part. And I applaud him for that. And thank you very much. And God bless. Uh, Bobby, I listen to Vince and enjoy his show very much. However, I was appalled today at his misleading comments about Trump not denouncing white supremacy in his Charlottesville speech, which had it all clearly laid out. Please pass this on to Vince. I expect that the left will continue to perpetrate lies, but not a conservative Christian. Thank you very much and God bless. Thank you. Appreciate uh, that, sir. Uh, Bobby, um, Dims are on the wrong side of every issue. The left destroys everything they touch. Uh, uh, this says uh, I know that uh, what the, I know what the president is up against, because uh, anybody else would crumble. Sadly, our culture and our society is denigrated to the point uh, where uh, it took someone like him to be able to get people's attention. Uh, not that the, he's bad, but the way he runs people into the ground. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, how much how much can he be expected to take uh, before you uh, respond in kind? Bobby, I think Sleepy Joe may have had a zapper on him at the debate with Chuck and Nancy at the controls. I can just see Nancy saying to Chuck, "Hey, Joe's nodding out. Hit it, Chuck," and Schumer saying, "You got it, Nancy." Here it comes, Joe. Get you some of this, Donald. See all the stuff about the uh, earpiece and all that? Uh, hey, Bobby, Dusty Daydrinker here on my way to Pumpkin Town at a standstill on 183 at the Greenville Pickens Line. Avoid it at all costs. That is all. Message ends. Uh, Bobby, Dan Aykroyd for debate moderator next time. Joe, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Going to take a a break uh, for the news at the top of the hour. Stand by because the 5 o'clock follies are
1: on the way next here on WORD.